Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz and a slight tangent. That's being a football hipster, isn't it? Making up kind of weird names. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky, proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland women's national football team. This is News Talk. It is Thursday's football show. Nathan with you this evening. Delighted to have John Giles in studio. How are you keeping, John? I'm good, Nathan. Thank you. Uh, we were just talking off air. I was just saying I'm just back from America and you were saying how obviously you spent a, well, you spent a, uh, quite a bit of time in North America between Vancouver and obviously you spent a year playing in Philadelphia. I, I just noticed the owners of the Philadelphia Fury uh, included Rick Wakeman, Peter Frampton, yes. Mick Jagger and Paul Simon. Yes, yeah. We could have done them with them on the pitch, singing a few songs. I think Nathan at the time. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was new, obviously new. Uh, so this is nineteen seventy eight North yes. American Soccer League. Yes, yeah, with Peter Osgood, Alan Ball. Wow. Uh, and how did the move come about? Um, I think there was obviously somebody in um, England. They were English owners, so they had to get a team. A couple of Irish lads came. Fran, Fran, Fran O'Brien uh, and um, I'm trying to think the other lad's name. Uh, was Pierce O'Leary there? I'm going uh, off no, Wikipedia here who no, says uh, their no. penultimate game of the season ended in controversy when Pierce O'Leary on loan from Shamrock Rovers attempted to attack the referee because a goal was scored in sudden death overtime. Yeah, that was in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pat's, uh, Pat Bourne. Right. Was a, uh, Fran, Fran O'Brien, Pat Bourne came, came over from Bowes. Uh, and these lads were buying, uh, or sorry, taking the lads over from England. Alan Ball uh, was in that. Um, so, and I, I, I was in Ireland at that time. So you were late thirties at this stage. Was this yeah, a what, what year was it? Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, I was. I was going in thirty-eight mm. at that time. So was this a was this a jolly and nice little retirement season, or was it? Was, was it serious? It was a bit of a moneymaker, uh, to be honest. <laughs> and experience, experience, funny enough. Yeah. You know, it was it was a great experience. I was I was I was amazed at it, uh, the things they had because I read about the things they were doing in America, which was uh, no such thing as a draw. Uh, you had uh, a, a shootout mm. from the halfway line. You had five seconds to get your shots in, uh, which was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You like that. It was brilliant. Right. There was it was it was real football. Like usually, it's penalties. This was you know a bit of skill to yeah. to, to so do you, it. Would you uh, practice for that? You could practice for yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. You had five seconds to get your shot in from the halfway line, and and one of the big things was about it that there was uh, there was no such thing as a draw. We say you drew five five, mm. right? The team got say seven points for a win, but the team that scored the, the other five got five points. So there was an incentive. There was an incentive to, to keep going all 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 the time, and it finished up in a draw. Then it went to the shootout, right? And depending what the obviously if it was a five-five draw, the team that won in the shootout uh, got an extra couple of points, but the team that had the five got five points. So it was encouraging all the time to get goals, no matter what the position was in the in yeah. the match. I thought it was very, really good, and it was very very skillful the shootout. Interesting that you enjoy. I, I would have thought that those sort of dramatic changes from what you were used to in English football would have been sort of totally alien to you. Well, before I went, yeah, they were. You know, I thought this is typical American. You know, it's, it's, it's but it wasn't. It was it was true. There was no 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 uh, draws. Uh, it, it took a bit of skill to win it, but it, but it, you were also uh, rewarded for 
scoring, although you were beaten. As you know, in, in England now, if, if you're beaten 5-4, you don't get any points. Yeah. And the way it was in America, you got X amount of points for the goal scored plus the win, you know. So it was, I, I was amazed at it, but, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised at the way they did it. And did you take it seriously as a player? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing, I played in, in Philadelphia. I was getting paid to do it, uh, Nathan. You have to do Yeah, I know. You, you weren't on holidays? No, oh, no. No, that's not, wouldn't be right. You couldn't do that. Um, no, I couldn't do that anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, to, to link it back. Experience as well, yeah. Nathan. Oh. You know, like, obviously, I never played. Uh, I had played in America before with Manchester United, funny enough, uh, uh, when I was young. We went on a tour of North America, uh, we played in Vancouver. Uh, we played in Toronto, I think, but mostly in America. We played about eight to ten matches, which was madness, mm. really. An awful lot of travel at, at, at that particular time. Played in New York. There was a Scottish team. Uh, can't remember what they played. We played them four, three or four times in different places. Uh, but it was that was a great experience, uh, there's no doubt. So I, I knew a little bit about the American football. We weren't playing... Uh, shootouts at that particular that was only in 1960 61 60-61 when I went to, uh, to to play there the next time was 70 78 mm. so there was a good bit of time yeah. but I was I was surprised at how good they were for the crowd uh, for the, the the rewards for losing the match and very very well done everything very very well done it was a great experience so to uh, to link it all together into modern day football, did Mick Jagger or Paul Simon ever come into the dressing room yeah, to yeah, yeah, hammer yeah, the yeah, players yeah, for a yeah, performance? Yeah, <laughs> Todd Bowley. No, no, style. we never had a we never have a Todd boy. Uh, did, uh, did you have a uh, night uh, out with Mick Jagger? Uh, no, he, we didn't see him. Okay, funny enough, we saw a couple of the other lads. who were, were keen on the keen on the football. Right, you know, uh, they they used to come into the dressing room when they were there because they were working themselves at that particular time. Uh, but we never came across Mick Jagger, no. no. Uh, so, of the past week of Chelsea, which is the crazier scenario? Todd Bowley going into the dressing room to berate the players after defeat to Brighton, that it was an embarrassment to the club, or Frank Lampard picking N'Golo Kante as a number 10 in the Champions League game? Oh, I think the, the, the owner has to come in for it. Uh, Todd, Todd Bowley, isn't that his yeah. name? Yeah, well, he's... Uh, you know, I have it written down here. Tom Bowley had a told, uh, sorry, a talk, told the players they were en- embarrassing, right? And I just wrote down this morning, look in the mirror, Mr. Todd Bowley. <laughs> I mean, what an embarrassment for him. He's he's bought all those players. Potter, I'd say no say whatsoever, in it. He's got Frank Lampard out, who has obviously got no say. Because if Frank Lampard had to say, he wouldn't allow him into the dressing room to do what he did and say what he did. Like, it's disgraceful. This is the fellow that's bought all these players. No doubt about that. It's not Potter and, and Frank Lampard. But it's not It's not my fault. It's it's the players' fault, you know? Would now, it be very unusual for an owner to go into a dressing room and speak to the players like that? Yes, definitely. Definitely. You can't have an owner. Like, in, in my day, it would have been the, the director. The, mm. the director. No way would it be allowed into the dressing room. It, it, it's That's totally against the manager's credibility but doesn't that show why Frank Lampard got the job again and took the job again because he's the type of personality who would let the manager in and let the owner in yeah I'd say it's it's, it's a difficult situation I mean from, from Frank Lampard's point of view he's out in the out in the wilderness mm. uh, and he's been made an offer till the end of the season to do what he can do 
I can understand it. I think it was a bad move on his behalf because he wasn't in charge of the situation. If he was in charge of the situation, this owner wouldn't be allowed into the dressing room. So Frank has, has done it to say, well, I might just make it. And, and it's, I think it's an impossible situation. I mean, they've got about 28 to 30 players, right, who are a lot of money has been spent on mm. them, not by the manager, but by the, by the owner, right? Now, uh, when Potter was there, he was the same. And don't forget, he's, he's, uh, what he was called was the head coach. So it means you're not the manager. If, you, if you're not the manager, you're not in charge of the, 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 buys, the buys and selling, right? So he's been kicked out, right? Because he's asked to train, I think it's about 28 players, 30 players, Nathan. You can't, when you're having a training session, how do you cater for 30 players? What do you do? 30 players. The most you do is say 15, 16. Now if he's taking 15, 16 in the club, the other 14 or 15 are put somewhere else. Right? That's totally against team spirit. Because the lads who are put somewhere else, what the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah. Right? You you can't do that. And and how do you change that? Say you drop two of that for for two of the others during the week. And those two are going to be saying, what, what, what's, what's this all? You can't build a team spirit like that. You can't actually learn what these players are capable of doing when you have so many players in the team. And then this fella, idiot, comes into the dressing room to give them a says he's embarrassed by them. He should, have been, he should have been telling the players he was embarrassed by what he's doing at the club. It's hard to see what benefit he thought it would bring to going in and speaking to the players. Like, they're hardly coming out of a meeting like that with an owner who I'm sure they don't believe has any great understanding I, I of football. I don't think he with that with that, with that uh, uh, situation. I don't think he was going in to inspire them, Nathan. He was in to humiliate them, mm. right? This is a guy who's bought these players, made a mess of it with the coach that he's gone. He's got Frank Lampard in on a, on a part-time basis. The players are not going to have great respect for Frank Lampard either because he mightn't be there at the end, probably won't be there at the end of the season. But he's not taking any responsibility. He's blaming the players and saying they're, 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 they're hopeless. Right? He's, he's created this situation. He sank, sat back, Potter wasn't buying those players. Right? He's bought loads and loads. He spent what it was, six, 60 million or whatever it is on players. He's done that. The managers haven't done that, right? And he's saying that you're an embarrassment. He's the embarrassment. One of the remarkable things about Chelsea over the last 10 to 15 years is that despite chopping and changing managers on such a regular basis, success has always continued. And generally the changes have worked, even if it's a short-term success, they've continued to win trophies. When you look at what's happened under this new regime, and even today they've been linked with lots of the top managers across mm. Europe because of the money you'll have available yeah. and because of the history of success. Do you think this is a very different era of Chelsea than we've seen over the last oh, 10 to 15 totally years? Did. I think, what was the previous one? The, the oh, Roman Abramovich. Right. I think he, he sacked the managers. Mm. But the managers he brought in allowed to manage. He wasn't buying the players. There was never any... Maybe he was in, in between, but I don't think he was. I think he when he got the managers in... Uh, don't forget the, the, the Real Madrid manager was there and was very successful mm. he, he fell out with them but I think when they were there they were allowed to do the job I don't think he brought the players in this is a totally different situation to this guy right he changed managers alright but they were successful you say in what they do because I think when they were there he, he allowed them to manage and get the players in that they wanted 
I don't think Ancelotti would have uh, done anything else if he wasn't allowed to, he wouldn't have taken the job in the first place. But Abramovich was, was very uh, uh, quick with mm. the manager. If he fell out with them in any way, he didn't like me. He got rid of them because he owned the club. But he, I don't think he was buying the players. I think certainly if he was, it would have been with the, without, sorry, without the manager's approval. But this guy from the days come in with Potter. Don't forget, Potter was the, the head coach. He wasn't the manager. Well, even with Tuchel. When Tuchel was there first, got rid of got rid of him, he brings in Potter. Yeah, yeah. and he, he, bought the, he won the Champions League, as we know, mm. Tuchel did. But apparently the, the, the big row there was that... Uh, 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 Bowley wanted Ronaldo. He wanted Ronaldo. And Tuchel quite rightly said, no, I don't want Ronaldo. Because you have to manage, it has to be binding the players he wants. So he got rid of him. He's totally, he's, he's, he's responsible for the situation that uh, Chelsea are in and he has the cheek then to go into the dressing room and blame the players on it. Now, where does that put Frank Lampard? When the owner comes in and tells him you're, you're a disgrace and you're, all these carry on and Frank is supposed to be the present manager trying to get the best out of them. It's a, it's a, it's a disaster. As you say, Lampard was was in the wilderness. Uh, reputation in shreds after what happened at Everton. Gets this opportunity. Mm. It's been a disaster since his return. They've yeah. lost every match. Yeah. Uh, when you watch the performance, firstly against Brighton and then against uh, Real Madrid earlier in the week, and uh, he's trying to do something different. He's not quite playing Golo Kante as a number ten, but in a probably a far more advanced role than we've seen yeah. Kante before. What's he trying to do there? Well, I think it's desperation to be honest, because if you look at all the money that this guy spent. They don't have a striker. They don't have a recognised striker, mm. right? And he's bought what, 25 players. There isn't a, there's nobody scoring goals for them. No. You know what I mean? So, like, if you, if you look at the, man, the new manager's point of view, Frank Lampard, it's desperation. Who do I put that might get us a goal? Now, if you put, uh, what's his name, in number seven? N'Golo Kante. He was a terrific midfield mm. player, as we know. I mean, he can't score goals from midfield. He's not a goal scorer no. by any means. He's a terrific player and he's a great lad. But you're putting him in. That's that's just desperation. And and I wouldn't be surprised if that was the owner's idea. Yeah, you'd See, have Frank to. Is, you'd Frank have is to not going to say at that stage would stand up to him and say, "Look, how does he step into it in the first place?" You know, I mean, most people say, "No, not for me." In other words, before you go into a job like that, you have to say, right, this is what I need to do. This is what I have to do. I have to buy players. I have to use this players and use players. Without that, I'm not going in. But Frank is obviously, in my opinion, desperate to get back into the game. right? And I think it's a, a bad move to do what he's done. Mm. I mean, if he, if he said to the, the owner, right, I'll, I'll do it till the end of the season, but I want to be in charge of it. I want to be in charge of the team. Now, he, that obviously hasn't happened because this clown wouldn't have gone into the dressing room, tell him he was he was disappointed. There were he was he was ashamed of them, haven't haven't been responsible for it. Where's Frank? I haven't heard Frank say a word yeah. since then. Yeah, it's a shambles. Shambles. Um, Manchester City last night got the job done. Obviously, yeah. uh, the first leg against Bayern Munich was absolutely key. Uh, Going to play Real Madrid in the semi-final a lot yeah. of people feel that's probably maybe even the Champions League final that the winners will come from that tie uh, when you look at this Real Madrid or this Manchester City with, with Erling Haaland in the side is is this the best Manchester City under Pep Guardiola? Um, well he's been successful with all the players mm. uh, Nathan he's, he's, he's um, 
I mean, he's got he's got Haaland, who's especially. I don't think he's ever had a Haaland in the team before. Who's the goal scored, and mm. although he missed the penalty, as we know. Um, but um, it, it's difficult to know because he he does different things. Pep, as we know, you know he has players mid uh, sorry defenders, right backs playing in midfield. But I'll to come back to the other thing. Liverpool are actually doing that. Yeah, with, with Trent Alexander. Now I think that's the worst thing that that. Pep does is play the full match in the middle of the field why because the, the, the first thing you have to do as a, as a team is defend you know yeah that's, that's your, your thing because every team is going to be on the defensive at some stage is it not a in a strange way a defensive move that it means one of your defenders is a very strong defensive player and can slot in at the back when you don't have you the ball you can't do that don't you can't just slot in at the right time. You know what I mean? You have to be there for full-backs mm. on the cover to do various things, uh, in my opinion. Is there a difference between what Guardiola's doing with Stones and what Klopp is doing with uh, Alexander-Arnold? No. In that is Stones a much better defender than Alexander-Arnold and actually no, playing but you're not Alexander defending in that position. Right? The, the, when you're playing in the position that, that, that Alexander's doing and the midfield players, sorry, the, the players are playing for City are doing, the priority is to be in midfield. Mm. You know, they hardly ever defend you can't get into a defensive position Nathan if the ball's down the left hand side and it's Alexander for example he's going to, to see where he can get the ball right now if you lose the ball nobody can get back yeah. quickly to go into a right, right, right back position it's just impossible to do it in my opinion so with that then with Manchester City like the, obviously the Champions League is the holy grail for them yes. to go and win it is this the best position they've been in to go and win it because of Haaland probably but they're playing Real Madrid mm. you know Real Madrid are a real team Nathan real team you can see that come. they won it last year they beat City you don't you don't see their fullbacks doing what they do you know, now I'm not saying that's right all the time but they've been winning trophies right left and centre the team's getting a bit older but they're still there Uh I just think, in principle, having a full-back doing what Alexander does for Liverpool is wrong. I think the full-back's doing for Manchester City. Manchester City still give up chances, Nathan. I think that's not there. I think with football, in my opinion football, when you haven't got the ball, you have to defend properly. And when you have it, then you, you, you free every, everybody to do it. But I think Liverpool, obviously... The other night they were brilliant against. We'll come to that in a minute. Yeah. But we'll talk about Manchester City. Uh, like it, it, certainly with with, with uh, Haaland, it's just a machine. Mm. You know, we know he missed a penalty, but he took the way he took his goal and the goals he took against in the in the uh, the uh, the Premier League match. Yeah. Uh, one of the goals, the, the only it was brilliant. You know the way he got through. He's, he's like a. He's a joint of a lad yep. who has the balance of a little fella, which is most unusual. Mm. It makes him seem what was good. And a good lad, he's in there. Now, he's he's top-notch. But it'll be it'll be a really, really fantastic draw in the semi-final. By top-notch, do you look at Haaland and think we're watching one of the all-time greats, potentially? I think so. I think so and, and funny enough Nathan it's not that long ago where people were saying you know he doesn't suit the team or mm. said, you know the, 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 I know there was some that's about two months the, ago <laughs> yeah they were saying that uh, 
you know, he they wouldn't be they're not scoring as many goals as they would do mm. with that shared out. There was somebody well known on. on he's RTE. just scoring all the goals that the midfielders would have scored in previous yeah, seasons. You know, can't do that. I mean, he's, he's what's he got scored now? Forty, yeah, forty odd goals. I mean, you can't say anybody that does that is lucky or it's it's it's, it's just fantastic. He very seldom misses it. Goal. Mm. He gets a chance. He's very now he's out of the game a lot, like a lot, a lot of strikers do, and he's, he depends obviously on the people around him, you know. And he's got good players around him, as we know. Yeah, but he 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 does it. The hardest thing in football is scoring goals. He makes it look easy because he's got such talent, and he's, he's got whatever it is. What is it? Fifty around fifty goals in this season. Yeah, he's heading for Dixie Dean levels. Yeah. Like you'd never thought in the present day football, we see anything like that. As we could see this. No, he's, 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 I think we should all admire him and, and 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 look at him and see how he does it and makes it look easy. Even the other night, the goal he scored, night, you know, half the first touch, it's oh, in the back of the yeah. net. You know, he, he's he's just a top class player that that will if he bar an injury, he, he'll continue to score. I think he's he's a good team lad, good good type of individual he's not greedy he's not moaning at anybody he just gets on with it and keeps scoring the goals and if you have somebody like that then you're always in with a shout Just the one question on Trent Alexander-Arnold then so he is being say named still as a right back but is playing most of the time yes. in midfield Yeah, He always if, has by the way Not quite to the extent not, maybe not, even not the last to the extent that he's in there Liverpool if Liverpool say were to play Joe Gomez at right back, yeah, is Trent Alexander-Arnold good enough to play as a midfielder for Liverpool? No. Why? Because when you when you're he's supposed to be the right back. Mm. But right. if he's not the right back, if you took that away okay. from when you said we're going to play a yeah, fourth back when, and you're going to play him yeah, as part well, of a yeah. midfielder, well, well then he's in the middle of the mm. field. Could he become mean? that sort of player? Because that, no. that means maybe no. But if you see when when he's going from right back into the middle of the field. He's playing as an extra midfield midfielder to the opposition, mm. right? Now, if they have a fullback and he goes in as a midfield midfielder, now he's against midfielders, right? He's not an extra. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not, now. Not as much space. He doesn't, get planning. The, he doesn't get the space then. Now, one of the main things when you play midfield is to get the space to do what needs to be done takes a lot of great players to be able to do that mm. so if you're just an ordinary if he's sending the right back and he's in his midfield he's going to be marked but if you go as a midfield it's like the centre half going into midfield there's nobody to mark him but you're missing out in the centre half in, in Alexander's place he's been told to go into midfield play as a midfielder right now he's an extra midfielder to the opposition but if he's playing as a midfielder without being the extra man now he has to make room for himself as the midfielder now whether he can do that or not I don't know but certainly at the moment if you're it's like playing the left back in that position or the, the centre you know, so it's, not, it's not if they were to move him there full time it's just a totally different scenario he'll find himself in and a totally different impact totally, he'd have to make in it totally different Nathan if, he, if you're the right back you're the right back and you've got three midfield players okay the opposition are marking those three midfield players as tightly as they can but then the fullback comes into that position. Mm. He's an extra one, right? So there's nobody there to pick him up from that, unless the other opposition put their right back in there. Yeah, yeah. To do it, so he's the extra man all the time. When you're the extra man all the time, then you don't have to make the room for yourself that ordinary midfield players have to make. Uh, you, so, so you gain in one way, 
but you're losing the other way, right? And you see what 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 happens with Alexander? It goes on his stats. His stats are very good for making goals and maybe scoring the, the odd goal, right? But there's no stats on Liverpool conceding goals from him not being in the right back position. Mm. That doesn't happen because it's very hard to tell. Yeah, whether the he's goal not making the mistake, there. he's not there. Yeah. Uh, just on that game then on Monday night I, I think over the last uh, certainly the last time I was on which you were talking about Leeds you felt they probably just about would have would have enough this season yeah. uh, they've taken two almighty beatings at Elland Road they've now conceded 60 goals this season more than any other side in the Premier League they're two points ahead of Nottingham Forest outside the relegation zone are you starting to get worried? Yeah totally totally two matches mm. home conceding 11 goals Scored in two. Bad. Bad, Nathan. I didn't think they, this would happen. You know, I thought, they, well, okay, they won't win everything, but they'll have enough to, to do it. And that hasn't happened in the last two weeks in a big way. It's not as if you're like beating 1-0 or 2-1 yeah. or you were unlucky. That, that hasn't been the case. Just defensively, just total disaster. Total disaster. They are missing players, and you know Patrick Bamford and Tyler Adams were sitting in the stand on on Monday night. So there's yeah. quality not there, but it all most seemed that once Liverpool got that first goal, that like there's no leadership there at all. They just sort of collapsed. There's nothing. There's nothing. I don't. I, I think in in the way they play and have played for the last couple of years, uh, Nathan, they're never going to defend well. But what they do have is an awful lot of attacking players that mm. keeps the keeps them off defending you know it's go 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 all the time right and that's that hasn't happened in the last couple of matches and they've always been I think they've always been bad defensively but teams couldn't get at them that much to, to uh, almost a similar like, situation to Liverpool at, yeah. at the back that's yeah, the midfield got, you, is letting them down there's no protection there anymore yeah but it, was, but it was different the other way and, yeah. and, and again you go back to Alexander who played extremely well he's probably my man of the match because of what he did in the middle yeah. of the field uh, that, that's like a, I don't mean that is a contradiction to what I'm actually saying I don't believe that can happen in every game it, it can happen and happen against Leeds but Leeds in, even in this season last season even under Bielsa they never defended well Nathan but they were never defending that much especially at home it was go, 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 go and scoring, scoring quite, yeah. a, quite a lot of freedom to do it and scoring a lot of goals like the other, the other night when, when Liverpool attacked them or I've seen them recently it's just every time they attacked them they scored a goal really dangerous for them I'd, I'd be worried I'd be really worried if I, if I was uh, a, fan, a, a, yeah. a mad Leeds fan uh, this, this night next week uh, we'll be reflecting on Manchester City against Arsenal uh, it's on next Wednesday night it's sort of been put up as a title decider uh, just before we go then on Arsenal because listen, the yeah. pace that Manchester City sets mean that you know if you drop if you draw a game it's almost seen as a collapse at this stage for Arsenal it seems to be the manner two games in a row where they've been 2-0 up and they don't see out the games haven't played brilliantly in the first half an hour against Liverpool yeah. the first 20 minutes against West Ham mm. is is this is this pressure? Is this a title race? Is it something mental that you feel for uh, Arsenal at the moment? It, there'll be some element of that in it, but it'll also be down to the players in the position that they're in at this particular time, Nathan. And, and my take on it really is from the start, I think when you get into the situation that um, Arsenal are in, you get to the big matches mm. and there's more and more at stake and you have to live with that. 
right? Now, in the two matches that they played, they went two up and two up, right? Now, in, when you in the team that goes on to win it, you have to have players in the team, particularly in midfield, say we're two up. See, go- goals should dictate how you can play. Right? If you go two up, especially from the midfield situation, right, we've got to get the ball, we've got to keep the ball, we've got to win it. Don't worry about scoring another one mm. at this particular stage. We kill the game. Or we play, that's the way we play because it's 2 0. In my opinion, Arsenal don't have a player in the team that can do that. Yeah. I think Shaka is a disaster. And I think Gabriel is a disaster. And when it gets to the real, real crunch of playing, these players, in my opinion, let you down. Because there's more importance on it. The longer you go, you have to have the team doing everything right. I don't. I, I don't trust these guys. Jacka did it at Liverpool. He mm. caused the, the riled up the crowd. Yeah, where everything was going nicely. The Liverpool crowd were having a go at their own team. Everything was fine. They were winning two nil. You got to You keep that when you're two nil up. You keep that. You know. You don't do anything wrong. This fella clown makes him out. The Liverpool. T- uh, crowd did change gave them a good excuse not to get onto their own team job, and they went on to do it the other the, the Saturday was the same in many ways with Gabriel the penalty gave away mm. it was disgraceful disgraceful to be, to be and he's always likely to do that Shaq is always likely to be, be a headbanger and that's what would worry me about Arsenal if I was to be worried about them that when it comes to the big matches and the run in there is more tension on it, Nathan. There's no, that's why you need the players that are going to do what needs to be done. And unfortunately for Arteta, I think he's done a good job. I think he has a couple of players like those two that will let him down. All right, well, that's City game next Wednesday night. We'll have it live for you here on Off the Ball. We'll go a long way towards deciding it. And uh, John, we'll be talking to you next Thursday all about it. Great to yep. see you in studio. Thanks, Nathan. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland Women's National Football Team This is News Talk